Three said, because thy loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise thee. My God, did he have thanksgiving. He's craving. <laughs> this brother, brother Jared, this was his aspiration. But right here's his occupation. He's occupying his every moment. When I get a chance, I'm gonna praise you, Lord. You just give me a chance, I'm gonna thank everybody. Yeah, he said, I'm gonna testify with my lips. Then in verse number four, he says, thus will I bless thee while I live. I will lift up my hands in thy name. Evidently, he didn't care where he's at. He's just gonna lift up his hands in the name of the Lord, not in my circumstances, not in the name of my own ability, not in the name of my personality, not in the name of my position on the throne. No, in your power and in your authority, in your name, I'm gonna lift up my hands. I ain't lifting up my hands in my name. If I did that, there'd be Sundays I couldn't lift my hand. There'd be services I couldn't lift. But if I lift them up in the name of the Lord, and if we preach, in the name of the Lord, and if we worship in the name of the Lord, then we have right, then we have an opportunity. Hallelujah, Brother Michael, we have a great operation, aspiration, and an operation, and occupation, and we ought to get busy seeking God, and wanting to thank God, and testify of God. He said, I want not just my life, but I want my lips to thank you. That's what he said. He said, I'm gonna use my lips for good instruction. I'm gonna use my lips for good influence. I'm gonna gonna use my lips for good, amen, example. God takes a mess and turns us into a masterpiece. And then we have the audacity to sit around and do nothing. God takes us out of the mud hole and wipes our name off of the devil's book and puts us in his book. God takes us out of one family and puts us in his family. He, He bursts us in the family. He adopts us in the family. He marries us in the family. We in the family, the three ways you can get in the family. We're in there, lock, stock, and barrel. There ain't no devil gonna get us out. His hand's so big, we can't find the edge to jump out. I'm telling you, we engraving into his hand how I'm talking about not Sharpie markered, not pinned, not erased paper, mate. I'm talking about we carved into his hand. I'm talking about the Bible said we've been engraving like you engrave a stone in this hand. And when he died at Calvary, your name was nailed to the cross and every sin you ever committed and God's got a new name for you. Oh, bless the Lord my soul. Hey, I remember, thank God David's rejoicing. He's talking about just being content with God. Praising, verse three and four, rejoicing. Verse number five, pondering, verse number six, rejoicing, verse number seven, and pursuing on, verse number eight. You know what he says? I'm gonna occupy every day I got on this earth with serving God. Take up your cross daily, that's your cross bearing. How you worship God, that's your convocation. The Bible talks about in using them trumpets for a lot of different reasons. One of the reasons they used them trumpets, I think Brother Tony was talking about it the other day when he's taking us home. One reason they called a holy convocation. What a holy convocation is, is what we're doing right here. We're gathering together to worship God. 
I wonder if people notice your life. Do you spend every day of your life bearing your cross? Do you spend every day of your life longing for the next convocation, waiting to hear the sound of the trumpet? Man, I, I'm telling you, I'm longing to see it. Church, it may end up costing twice what we thought. We get to figuring all the things that's got to be involved. I don't know. I know God's got a cattle on a thousand hills, owns the hills they're standing on, owns the grass that they're eating. And if God can take green grass and put it in a black and white cow and come out with white milk, God can take care of us. Would y'all say amen? I'm telling you, I'm longing to hear the bells ring, brother. That's going to sound a trumpet. Convocation time. Hallelujah. It's time for church. Woo! Can I just say, praise God, we ought to be excited about serving him and a chance to come together to worship him in spirit and in truth. Oh, the Bible says on the first day of the week come by, lay up in store. First day of the week come gather because of his resurrection. Because he's no longer in the grave. He is alive. We ought to worship on Sunday. Amen. He said, I will bless thee while I have. He said, my contentment's in him. How are you content? You content with everything? I'm not talking about content with where you are, but I'm. In, are you content as being one of God's children? I like what Boaz said about Ruth. Whose damsel? He said, who does she belong to? I'm not content with what I am as a Christian. I want to be more like Jesus. And it depends on play on words how you want to look at it. But I am content on whose I am. I belong to him. I'm content with that. I'm not looking for the world to bring me contentment. I'm not looking for the next house or the next car or the next dollar. Or the, are y'all following me today? I'm content in Christ. And, and David said, thank God, the psalmist has said, I, I mean, I find contentment in you, Lord. Hallelujah, my, my soul shall be satisfied. I'm content, I'm happy just being your child, just marrow and fatness. Hallelujah, my mouth shall praise thee with joy for lips. He said, I'm going to lift up my voice. I'm going to lift up my hands. Hallelujah. And I'll just be content when I serve you. But then, notice this. Not just do we see that he's content. He said, notice his contemplation. Well, Jared, I ain't going to spend a lot of time here. I wish you'd been at the funeral. I, I actually seen you running in the funeral in my mind. If you'd been there. You know what I thought, Brother Dwayne? Here we are, the last moments of this man's life. I never heard Cecil say, I wished I'd have sold out to God. Nope, never said. When you get down to the end of your deathbed, are you going to have a whole bunch of regrets? Are you going to spend your time saying, I wished I'd had it, I wished I had it, I wished I had it, I wished I had it. I just want you to take a little inventory today. How many people in this room are doing things this year that you done made a commitment to God that you were going to do better on and you ain't done a bit better. In fact, if you be honest, you probably got one. I'm just saying, we do that a lot. We have these regrets. I'm going to tell you how you can really get to the end of your journey and go out of this world like Paul. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Hallelujah. You know what he's saying? Woo! No regrets. 
no returns, hallelujah, I'm no retirement. I've enjoyed the journey. Oh, hallelujah, I thank God. In the night watches while you're sitting on your bed as you're fixing to go out of this world, are you gonna be thankful and content on how you serve God? You know what he's reflecting on? He said, when I get in those bad shapes, when I'm in the night watches, when I'm laying on my bed, he said, I'm just gonna remember the times you showed up in the sanctuary. I'm gonna remember the saints. He let me lead to you and let me teach and let me strengthen for you. I'm gonna remember the times, not just the services and the saints. Hallelujah, I'm gonna remember every time that you came by and your sweet presence stirred my heart in the seasons of my life, in the good seasons and in the bad seasons. Hallelujah, when everybody was packing in and when nobody was showing up, when everybody was against me and when everybody was for me, when everything was going good and when everything was going bad, whatever season I find myself in, no matter what shape I'm in, I just wanna thank God that in the night watches when I meditate on services and saints and seasons, I remember the good times and the blessed times. Church, can I say today, great God, if we'll just get our eyes off of this world and away from temporal things and get our eyes on eternal things, we'd be a whole lot better off. Hallelujah. You know what the psalmist said? <laughs> he said, oh, when I'm in them night watches, he said, I remember thee. Upon my bed, I'm gonna focus on you, Lord. I believe that's what Paul's doing. Second Timothy chapter four. You know what he said? I'm not just thinking about saints, seasons, and services. Where God's got big, we've got little, and we've all got happy. He said, but I'm, I'm thinking about the Savior. He said, the Lord, when he shall appear. You know what Paul said? There ain't a doubt in my mind. I've got 100% assurance. He's coming to get me. And not just me, he's coming for all the saints. And I'm going to the celestial city and there's gonna be precious crowns of glory. And he said, I'm gonna get one. There ain't no doubt, I'm getting one. I've got it, ain't no doubt. I, I mean, here he is dying. He ain't worried about it. <laughs> I remember being over in the hospital. He said, I said, amen. He said, we're going through. He said, it's been a good journey. Looked at his wife and said, it's been a good journey. They figured up how many miles he drove to church. Took him 43 miles round trip to go to church. And he was there. I can't even remember one service he wasn't there. Ever, ever. That probably five, probably maybe before he got sick, he might have missed enough to count on Two hands, maybe. Here's what I'm saying. I'm bragging on the God of the man. He was faithful at 50 years, every Bible school. I'm talking about not just servants, cleaning and cutting grass, weed eating around the tombstone. I'm talking about, I know he had help doing things, but can I just say today, we ought to not look for a place to retire, but look for a place to refire. We need to get back on board, get back in the fight. Quit, hey, great God. Quit sitting back, want somebody else to do it. Jump in and do it. 
Oh my God, God never quit on us. Let's don't quit on him. David said, no matter the circumstances, no matter the conflict, no matter the condition of my life, oh God, I'm gonna seek in the morning. And when I get to the night watches and in the bedtime, I'm gonna remember every service, every saint, the sweet fellowship of the Savior. I'm not gonna forget it. It's not gonna be a fleeting memory. It's gonna be a meditation. I'm gonna chew it over and over and over again. Woo! That'll keep me going. And sure enough, he was restored. He had an attitude of gratitude. Despite his affliction, he had assurance. Grace saw him through it, abundant grace. And lastly, notice what he said in verse seven. Or near lastly, because thou hast been my help, therefore in the shadow of my wings, nope, in the shadow of the church's wings, nope. Look what he says. Therefore in the shadow of thy wings will I rejoice. If you go over to Psalms 91, hallelujah. It might not be Bible study, but it's a good study. Amen. Look at He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. You remember what Jesus said? He looked at Jerusalem, that crowd that had rejected him, that crowd that was going to crucify him. Are y'all with me today, church? The crowd that rejected him, he didn't do nothing but do good to them. He looked at that crowd and he said, oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem. Even on all their mess. How often I would have gathered thee together. The hen doth gather her brood underneath her wings. And you would not. We've had chicken after chicken give us life. Saving dibbies. I've watched the hawk pick the life. The last few moments when I pulled up. Pick the last moments of life off a of mom and hen. Brother. And then move it over and the dibbies come out. I've watched, I've watched it time and time again. I've heard story after story. They burned a whole field and a, and a little hen turkey would gather its babies up underneath of it and give its life under the burning fire and the flames of that field and kick it over thinking it was a stump or a rock or trying to move it and little dibbies would fly out. I've heard the stories time and time. And you know what the Lord said? He said, praise God as a hen would gather. He said, come get under my wings. I've took all your shame. I've suffered the wrath and fury of hell. How so for the wrath and fury of a holy righteous God. Justice has been served and it's served on my back so you can go free. I think I got to thinking. I woke up this morning real early. Went down in my study and then came back to bed. When I went down there, Brother Tony, I went to Acts 16 and I thought about this guy. Here he was, this Philippian jailer and he had been saved and I love what it says. Said he took them he took, that means he physically took them out of the prison to his own house and washed their back. And I just imagine him saying, I so am sorry for a whip in your back. I'm a sorry for thinking y'all was liars. I'm a sorry for rebelling against the truth. And he's a washing on them and a loving them. Then he set them down and he fed them. Hallelujah. And then he thanked God. His whole family heard the truth and got saved. But I'm just thinking about the, the last 
compassion that Paul took that he could reach that boy. And I think about the lashing that my Lord took that he could reach us. How great God in heaven. I appreciate the goodness of Jesus for blessing us. And Paul said it and David said it. I tell you right now, if the whole world's against me, face one, that'll take a lashing that he can reach me. He's for me and not against me. Oh, David said, I found my contentment in him and I found my confidence in him. Notice what it said in verse seven. He says that shadow of the wings, you can say it like this, we got it made in the shade. Gathered up underneath his wings. Underneath the shadow of his wings. It's warm under there when it's cold. A shade under there when the sun's hot. There's protection under there when the wolves and the lions are trying to get you. But there's fellowship under there. You see underneath them wings, I had chickens. I also had hundreds. Underneath them wings is the softest part. It's real, that's that real soft feather. Oh, I'm so glad God let me get right up there near the softness and the and oh, his compassion and his love. And he scooched me up there real close next to his heart. Notice what he's saying. He said, I've got shelter. But then he said, I he said, preacher, see his contemplation, his craving, his see his anticipation, his occupation. Brother, he's craving the presence of God. Won't communion, won't comfort. But we, he's content. He's contemplating it on his night watch bedtime. But when he gets to thinking on it, he gets confident and gets a little bold. He said, whoa, I not only have a shelter, but I have a stronghold, but I've got support. Because in verse number eight, he said, thy right hand upholds me. He said, glory to God, the hand of power, the hand of affection. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm glad, thank God, I'm appalled by the right hand of his power. I not only have shelter, I thank God shade. I've got support. Church, I'm telling y'all, we got it good today. And it don't matter if we're in a wilderness or in a dry time or in a desert. And thank God there ain't no desert in us. And though they may not look like shelter where we're at, we have a shelter and we have a stronghold and we have a support that'll never be shook. And then, Jacob, you come. He's assured of some things. Oh, he's a thirst for God. He's attendant to the things of God. And he's assured in God. Hallelujah. He knows this. Brother Jared, verse 10. Them ones that seeking him in verse 9, the Bible says they shall fall by the sword. There's going to be punishment for that crowd. But then in verse number 11, there's going to be praise for another crowd. I'm more than conqueror. See, this ain't my fight, it's his. This ain't my battle, it's his. No matter what you're facing, 
what season of life you're in. We was in fresh spring and summertime combined last Sunday. Had a little bit of overflow on Wednesday. Some of you may hit the fall and the winter season before we even got to the next Sunday. But it don't matter what season you're in. don't matter what condition you're in. There might be things bad going on around you. Might be even bad things coming after you. Might be enemy out to get you. But it ain't your fight is his. Paul said, I fought a good fight. Jude puts it like this. He said, the good fight of faith. Paul said, I've been a good fighter. But if you remember what he said, he said, there's times I would have quit if it wasn't for Onesimus. There's times I would have quit if it wasn't for old Epaphroditus. There's times I would have quit because everybody else was quitting on me. But the Lord stood with me. You know who was doing the fighting when Shema was in the middle of the pea patch? It wasn't so much him. He was the vessel God used. It was God fighting through him. Paul fought a good fight because God fought through him. Paul finished his course because God gave him grace to finish it. I want to ask you today, in a song of solitude, are you hungry? If so, you can leave happy. Are you seeking? Are you content in him? Are you confident in him? Do you commit every day to him? Are you trusting him today? Lean not to your own understanding. Let's all stand, heads bowed, and eyes closed.